0: Welcome to Susquehanna Valley Church Podcast. My name is Matt Saxinger, and I'm serving here as head pastor. We want to help you think about stuff you need to think about, talk about stuff you need to talk about, and to do that, I've got my very own special guest with me, Connor Mays.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm so glad to be here again. Um, If you haven't checked out our past two podcasts, uh, please go ahead and do that. We're on Apple, and we're on Spotify. We're all fancy now, aren't we, Matt?
0: Yeah, real fancy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so today we're going to go ahead and talk about our, our last message that uh, Matt gave. Uh, Matt, do you want to give like a little overview of what we yeah, talked
0: about? So we're we're in the series that we've kicked off kind of uh, called Confident People in an Anxious World. And the reality is there's just something that could go wrong at any, any given moment. I mean, somebody could knock on your door right now, they're going to be a problem or, you know, wreck the car because you were too busy laughing at Connor's jokes or something like that. Um, Everybody does that. Yeah, definitely. I'm doing (laughs) it. I'm doing it right now. Uh, But but something could happen at any given moment to make you anxious. And so then how do you how do you live? Do you live in constant fear and do you become anxious yourself? I think God wants us to be confident. And so we've been looking at specifically we're going to throw back to actually uh, two sermons ago to a concept where we were looking at. You really got to be able to navigate relationships well. Um, Because so much of our anxiety is is people-based and, you know, uh, status-based or reputation-based. And if we don't navigate relationships well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to hit rock bottom as far as anxiety goes. So uh, we introduced a concept where um, if you find yourself in the same sort of broken down relational patterns, uh, we call them them cycles uh, and cycles to me, you can even call them spirals. Because really it's not just doing the same thing over and over again you just it tends to grow and become worse and worse um, or, or people walk away from you. So we want to replace cycles with solutions where we look at better relationships from wiser patterns right so uh, we've got we've got five of those that we are going to uh, we're gonna look at so are we, are we are we ready to dive right in
1: or you? Yeah, let's do it. So our first point is this consider trust as an opportunity to love instead of an opportunity to get burned. Wolf, what does that even mean, Matt? That's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty intense one.
0: That, that, it is, it is. Um, but that to me is su- it's, that's a pinnacle of relational health, because so many times in so many scenarios, what hinders us relationship is a fear of broken trust, and if we can go into, uh, you know, a situation, a relationship, let's just say we meet somebody, right? When you meet somebody, uh, you know, random stranger and you're kind of holding out because you don't know who they are, you don't know you know what their bias is, you don't know what their angle is. And so you're not going to reveal a whole lot of yourself because there's a fear that fear that maybe maybe they use that against me or maybe I get burned.
1: Yeah, that's that's Oh my gosh, I see it all the time um being in ministry, especially with teenagers. Man, once you break their trust once, it's it's really hard to get yeah. it back because of the, the pain and suffering they've gone through. Um, I see it all the time with with friendships uh, of people who are in relationships, dating relationships, and even myself, I ex- I've experienced that. And it's so hard, I think, for sometimes to disassociate other relationships with the past relationships they've had. And, and you know, it was funny this morning, um, we as a staff at uh, SVC, we met, and Matt gave us a little devotion on on Philippians, right? The yeah. passage was yeah Philippians, Philippians 4. four.
0: You know, you got people just not agreeing with each other, not wanting to to follow Christ together.
1: Yeah, and and talked about this idea of of Paul's talking about gentleness. Yeah, and if we go into a situation of of being gentle, um, that attitude change can really, when we go into a, a new relationship or even an old one, um, it could really change our view on. Is this really about me gaining something? Because yeah. when we have that thought about me gaining something, um, that's when we're more likely to step away because we know we have something to lose. But if we go into a, a relationship or a friendship with this idea of gentleness and be and, and like you put it, really hard to make mad or upset, and and we have this idea of grace and forgiveness, man, yeah. relationships can be flipped on its head. You know. In yeah, a good way.
0: And, and I love the way that you phrase that, you know, we typically go into it thinking, what do I have to lose as opposed to thinking, what do they have to gain? Mm. Do they have in me a relationship that they can gain that is so incredible, incredibly loving that if, if they break my trust,
1: I'm still going to love them. Yeah, I think. And and going into that, knowing that 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 is a possibility that they might hurt you, but your end goal has changed. And I think that's where the attitude has changed. Mm-hmm. Um I've been talking to, to my students about, you know, their, their journey. We've been in a, we've been in a series called your journey starts here. And one of yeah. my biggest points was make sure that you have the right map, mm. make sure you have the right map to get you to the right destination. Right. And so w- what we're trying to do right now is give you the right map the right destination Absolutely,
0: and, and the word of god you know you see actually actually paul to the whole church of corinth like this is him he's like hey you guys burned me but i love you anyway mm-hmm. like i came here i served you i i loved you know i i preached i helped you grow i left some people spread some news about me and then i find out you believed it like hey wh- what in the world but but paul writes to me. he's like hey I, I still love you i mean it's not true but I still love you. Yeah, it
1: sounds a lot like another guy. I know, it's kind of important. Who's that? Um, you're you may have heard of him, uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's actually a, a great connection there. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Sunday school answer. You got. The, uh, yes. you got a star of them. You're the Sunday school student of the month. Oh, sweet! Yeah. You hear that, everybody? Yep. So, uh, which means you actually owe me five bucks. But uh, anyway. Okay dang. Yeah, no, it is incredibly Christ-like. And when people have, when people really experience that, I don't even think they fully know what to do. And I I remember one young adult who, um, he, uh, he was upset with me for something and it was just really, honestly, a big misunderstanding. Um, and wanted to, you know, kind of distance himself from me. And I just, I I wrote him, um, this, this short message and said, Hey bud, um, I just want you to know that like, I, I know you're hurt right now. I, that wasn't my intent at all, but this is my thing. I, I've chosen to be your friend, and I will always be your friend. So I don't care if, like, five years from now, you've been angry at me for five years. But if you need something five years from now, I love you, and I'm still going to do that because I've just decided that my love for you is going to be greater than your ability to earn my trust.
1: Yeah, and I think to to kind of wrap up this point, um, I I know Matt Chandler, who's who's a famous author, pastor. He talks about this a lot when we put expectations on people, that's where I think the big anxiety comes from. Oh yeah. So if we have an expectation, like, so for me, if I have my, my expectations on my wife to serve me, to, to help me, um, to, to be there for me, to be this idea that I had in my head, man, when she doesn't fulfill that, that's when the anxiety kicks in or, and and same for her because we as people are, are crappy gods, you know? So, I think we have to go in again with the the right expectations knowing that we're all sinners and that we're here to to serve one another at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You're not going to be perfect. Somebody's going to mess up,
1: might be us today. Yeah, exactly. I know I I will probably mess up this podcast, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so so
0: the first one, first one is consider trust as an opportunity to love instead of an opportunity to get burned. Might get burned, but that's all right. Um, I'm going to love it anyway. Second one. Second one is this. And this this is huge. This actually could have been the first one. Um, Talk to God before you talk to the person that has wronged you relationally. Is that if if it's your spouse, your neighbor, your kids? I don't know about you, but my usually the very first thing that I say when I'm angry, probably not the best thing. Never is. No, never am I like that. I mean, I should have wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) Should have tweeted it. I, I need to write a book about the first thing I say when I'm angry. That will not sell. I don't know. It might. People might laugh I, at you. Right. They might be <laughs> like, hey, I said that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but I think we forget about this one a lot. Uh, we do. I, I know in my own life, I, I forget to pray a lot. Like, And it's funny being in ministry, people think that that's all we do. Sure, <laughs> um, right, right. But it's so easy because a lot of the times we think we we've, we've got it handled or we have the right gauge mm-hmm. on this person in this situation, why, why would I need to talk to God for this? You know?
0: Yeah. And generally for me, it's like a minute into the conversation. I'm like, uh, man, I should have prayed by now. <laughs> I should have just been like, God, this hurt um, or God, I'm angry or I don't understand what's going on. Just to, to let him kind of have initial access to my heart before the other person feels the brunt of what is, what is more emotion than wisdom?
1: Yeah. I mean, l- like I said before, the whole idea of being gentle in a situation. Well, let's go to the person that exemplifies love who is love. Right. And exemplifies gentleness and, and learn and and gain that from him before we even go to a situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, this is why I honestly think it'd be great if somebody could, could invent a backspace key, a delete key for relationships. (laughs) You can just like, hold on. I'm just going to backspace like two sentences. We're going to get rid of that. And, uh, and I'm not gonna say what I just
1: said yeah it's real easy when uh, you can you can send a text message back in the day you could actually like end the text message before it was sent before you're like oh no I let it go I let it go yeah now it's like it's the same thing I wish I could take away some text messages that I sent before so catch it in midair
0: before it gets to their phone yeah exactly (laughs) so our third
1: point is this it's detached rehash is that? Did I read that you right? You did. Now? You did. Yeah. Detached yep. rehash. You, detached you're have to, rehash. You're gonna have to explain this one to me. Yeah.
0: Okay. So good. The whole the whole goal of this is, uh, so again, all right. We we've given you know are tracking with a path here. First of all, we've gone into relationships expecting to love more than we are expecting to be safe. Second of all, then we we get to this point where we understand we're going to get hurt, and so we've got to talk to God. We got to communicate with Him. Let Him get the brunt of what's going on in our heart. The third one, this detached rehash. You know the ability to calmly communicate why it is that upsets you, that you would rehash it in such a way that you're you're somewhat emotionally detached from it, to the point where like you know when somebody really bothers you and then you go tell somebody else
1: about it all the time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well it, it is. It shouldn't be, but it is.
1: Yeah,
0: and we're we're usually much calmer and much more intelligent at that point. So detached rehash is almost this idea of just. Imagine yourself sitting down on the couch, you know, telling your therapist what bothered you. And you're saying, hey, you know, in, in this calm voice, you're saying, this is why it upset me. Um, they did this. I did this. Your goal is not to insult anybody. Your goal is just to figure out what actually happened in a way that doesn't do any worse damage than, it, than you would have done otherwise if you, if you didn't have the detached rehash.
1: Yeah, this can lead uh, us down into a rabbit rabbit hole like real fast and yeah and we can get lost in kind of what we talked about last time about mopiness. we can get yeah. real mopey and and start talking about the the other person and we can get emotional real fast and and yeah i'm an emotional person um mm-hmm. and you've cried
0: three times this podcast
1: legit you guys yeah. didn't even Do know you need that's how tissues? good i am <laughs> a little bit okay. um but <laughs> i i i know how sometimes we can get in conversation and, and just the passion can just rush in and we can just explode. Um, yeah. But here's, here's the thing is Jesus showed us the example of having people insult him, uh, make fun of him and even punch, literally punching him in the face yeah, repeatedly yep. um, it, to where he, he did not respond emotionally. He acted in love. And so I think we have to remember uh, James, the the book of James, telling us to be slow to speak and and s- slow to anger. I think there's a reason for that. I, I think emotions are a good thing.
0: Yeah, slowness implies control, and emotional control mm. is not an, a very American uh, concept. Oh my <laughs> it's, gosh, no! Yeah, you know, to to actually sit down and say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just act how I feel. I'm not gonna speak how I feel. I'm gonna be intelligent about this and realize I'm not talking to a wall. I'm talking to another human being. And, yeah. and as I communicate with them, I'm, I'm taking blows at them. You know, uh, so I've been struggling like with some hearing issues recently and it uh, became apparent that I needed to get hearing aids. And and anytime my wife would try and talk to me about the need for hearing aids, I get I, I get frustrated. Mm. Not so much at her, but as at the greater context, of the greater situation of having to have them like, Hey, I'm 38 and I need hearing aids. Yeah. And so whenever she would bring it up, she would bring it up for my, my benefit. So like I wouldn't hear something and she would lovingly, not, not like rudely, but she would lovingly say, um, Hey, when are your hearing aids going to get here? Mm. And I heard it, I heard it rudely. And so I'd just be like, you know what? Don't, you know, it, it's not for you to worry about. It's my hearing. So something rude where I'm not a detached rehash at all. I'm very attached to what's going on. I'm very emotionally invested in it. Um and what what I realized then is uh, okay, you know, I'm dealing with something that she has no clue about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just attacking her because of it. And so what I what I learned to do is to just, you know, the next time it happened, to just say, you know, hey babe, I'm sorry. It's it's really frustrating for me to have to talk about that at all right now because it makes me feel like if I've got this problem now, what problems are going to have down the road? And I just don't want to think about that. That's a dehashed, detached rehash.
1: Yeah, and if I, if I can ask, so with with those situations, how do you see it turning out afterwards when you have detached and rehashed? What, oh, is, yeah. what does that end up looking like?
0: Well, we actually get to be loved because the other person understands how to love us. Mm. We actually get to the core and the root of what's going on. Um, I just started, just picked up the book Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm really enjoying it, not e- not even you know 50 pages into it. But in the beginning of the book, what he's getting at a lot is we have so many biases when it comes to communication, um, so many preconceived ideas that we just assume we're communicating well and we're not even communicating well. Mm -hmm. We just think because we said it in a way that we thought we made sense that they got it and they understand nine times out of 10. We're off base there.
1: Yeah, which is so it is. And I've fallen into this, but it's so selfish when we can just it's. It's almost my way or the highway. Like you just have to deal with my personality, which is not the most loving way of going about it. We definitely have to be able to adjust. You've talked about this before with with us as staff and being in the ministry. You know, we have to be – we're not going to cater to everybody, but we have to be sensitive to people. We really do. And and this is something I really have a hard time with sometimes is uh, being sensitive to everybody because, guys, it's exhausting, and it can be – very very um difficult at times yeah. it can it takes up a lot of energy but this is a part of of what jesus talks about with his disciples is dying to ourselves, taking up our cross yeah
0: a- absolutely and that you know that's a relational concept as much as it is anything else
1: and if we can't be good at relationships how are we supposed to share the gospel with yeah, people
0: ab- absolutely we got to be experts at relationships that's what god wants for us um, and a lot of that's going to be in this detached rehash where I'm going to talk it through without attacking. And so, just some real practical things: watch your tone, watch your tone, watch your timing. So, tone don't don't make them sound like they're stupid. You know, I I can change the way that I'm talking and, and imply that you should have known better. Like, what do you? I shouldn't have to waste my breath and explain this to you. That's not detached rehash. That's creating. That's digging your own grave. So
1: I have to detach rehash how I talked about your piggy bank last week. Yeah, you still owe me fifteen bucks. I'm right? sorry you, about you're building that. Up a tab. Yeah. I didn't mean to offend you and okay. anybody from like my piggy
0: bank is awesome, and you'll you'll learn that one day. <laughs> so yeah, we want to watch the tone. This is another big one. Like, please, please, please watch the timing. Uh, married couples, I'm speaking to you right now. Like, if you've got an issue with your husband or your know, your wife, the time to address that is not in a group setting. Like, don't be sitting down, you know, and having dinner with friends and be like, well, genius over here did this the other day. Like, all right. N- first of all, nobody thinks that you're the genius because, you know, you're making fun of them. Like, it doesn't help. It's it's not detached rehash. There's too much invested in a public setting. Hold on to it um, in a, in a time and in a way that's not insulting to them.
1: Yeah, I think um, for for the short time I've been married, um. The two years I've been married, uh, we have kind of figured out when is a good time. And usually, it, funny enough, it's like we wait until we're both like pretty happy. <laughs> we're yeah, in a good mood. Sure. And the tone is, is so much different. And, and being a guy, um, a lot of the times we don't realize our tone. And our uh, tone speaks right. volumes.
0: Well, especially because we tend to mimic the tone that was used to us growing yes. up. Be that uh, you know a father figure or a coach or uh, you know a teacher that was influential to us, um, and not always in a positive I- influential, but we'll tend to mimic that. Um, and so I tend to be a little bit short and a little bit grumpy in communication when when I'm when I'm set, upset because that's what I grew up and that's what I was around, and so it, it's what I mimic. Hundred percent. All right, so we we, we kind of killed the detached rehash there. Let's move on. We got the fourth one here. What do we got?
1: Fourth one is beware of anger fantasies. Gosh, anger you come
0: fantasies. Up,
1: you come up with some. Interesting this is this names. isn't even
0: this isn't even mine. I, I borrowed okay. this one from uh, from Steve Koss, okay. managing leadership anxiety, um, and this is this is the concept of where you're mad at somebody and when you don't talk to him. You kind of grow the you grow the anger and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just you make who they are and what they've done out to be bigger than what it actually
1: is. Yeah, I think there's a reason why in Matthew 18, Jesus wants us to go and confront people. Yeah, quickly, quickly to 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 um, destroy this false idea of somebody that's not not true.
0: It's, it's exaggerated. It's, it's only seeing one or two qualities and characteristics of them as if that's all the person is.
1: Yeah. I think, and and you know what? I, you may have experienced this, but I think a lot of times the result is that it's this, uh, this idea has run through their head. Like, yeah, if I like approach them or talk to them, they say, they say this, I already know what they're going to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, or why bother? That's the why that's, bother. Yeah, why that's bother? That's an anger fantasy, right? Oh there. my gosh. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I've seen it time and time again. Yeah.
0: You give people, them no opportunity to do anything different.
1: Yes, exactly. You give no shot for that person to because maybe they didn't even realize what right. they did was wrong. And so yeah. the, that is what um, we talk about this a lot as a staff is um, we say no triangle. Conversations, Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to cover
0: that big time in the sermon coming up this week. But, yeah, triangle conversations is you talk about a person who's not in the room.
1: <laughs> yep. And you talk about them as if they're not even in the room, too. Right. Um, and and this kills families. I've seen it in, oh, yeah. in families. I've seen it in friendships, marriages, staffs, um, work yeah. environments, things like that. And this can start off a really small and it grows. It's like a snowball that just keeps sure, rolling sure. and rolling and rolling. Yep. And next thing you know, it just it can wipe out relationships.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the reality is nobody wants to be on the receiving end of an anger fantasy, but we certainly don't mind, you know, being on the giving end of an anger fantasy. I think of anger fantasies like this. You're as a kid. Did you ever? did you get newspapers when you were a kid or is that like pre no i did yeah okay okay i did we my brothers and i we would it was was classic we would do this all the time we would get a newspaper page and we would look for somebody to draw things on so like we draw a beard or we draw glasses (laughs) or buck teeth everybody got buck teeth or or like devil horns we 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 add all these things to their personality their picture and i think that's what we do in anger anger fantasies where like you know that person's such a jerk or they're always like that or you know they're going to do this and uh, even watching the movie aladdin last night with uh with jafar at the end where jafar wishes to be like the most powerful sorcerer in the world and he just becomes bigger and he becomes like this monstrous you know being I think that's what anger fantasies are. It's making people out to be more than what what they are. Um, and Steve Cuss, this is what he says about this. He says this is self righteousness. So this is self righteousness at its deadliest because you can indulge it without ever having to really engage the person. Yep. Y- you become so self justified because you've won the argument. This is this is a courtroom battle where they haven't had the opportunity to defend themselves.
1: Yep. And there's so much miscommunication here that the person can end up uh apologizing defending themselves but i have i have been a big person that has avoided this and i've definitely done this in my past and i know for this is a hard thing we're not saying that this is an easy thing right at all we're just trying to give you the the right path to go down but i've noticed and and you can attest to this um or share your thoughts on it, but I know for me, those relationships have gotten ten times better than they oh, were yeah, before yeah. the the bad fantasies. Uh, absolutely, yeah. it's it's amazing, and I think that's why God has yeah. asked us, man, get this figured out. Go talk to them because you may there may be a miscommunication, there may have been a mistake, and your relationship can grow yeah. so much more.
0: Here is the key to that: if you want to if you want to get over anger fantasies, you got to ask questions you already know the answer to. Ask questions you already know the answer to. In other words, hey, did you did you mean to do that to me? In your mind, you know the answer to that. In your mind, you're a thousand percent sure. Did you mean to do that? And maybe you're wrong. You know, or did you talk to that person about me? Or w- was that intentional? You're asking those questions to figure out. You know, are you sure? D- did you really do that the way that I think you did? That was it really intended to do the damage that you did. Um, and so ask those questions, you know, do you really have devil horns? Do you really have buck teeth or, or did I just imagine that you're worse off than what you actually are? I actually have buck teeth. It's fine, Matt. Yeah. I want to, yeah. <laughs> like...
1: Um, so any more on that, on that point? Well, yeah. I just,
0: you know, the other day I was sitting on the couch and, uh, I just, you know, taking a little nap and I woke up and I look out the window and I see smoke right out my window. And I just like, like you know, you can imagine how you want to wake up, to right? Right? <laughs> like, hey, my house With is on two fire. Small
1: boys in your house, <laughs> right?
0: So yeah, I'm thinking like, what in the world happened? You know, what kids started? What fire? How? <laughs> and uh, and so like, I stand up and I start running to the to the door, and I realize I have the smoker on and I'm cooking ribs.
1: <laughs> so, that's a great way to wake up from a nap. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a much better way. <laughs> There's ribs and it's done, but just that I I saw something that wasn't there, and I think that's what we do a lot of times relationally. We see things that aren't there and we build an anger fantasy and and we're the ones who who end up suffering a lot of it. So.
1: How were the ribs? That's the real pretty, question. I, actually they were delicious. Mm. They were yeah. nothing better than smoked ribs. No. All right. So our last point number five. Move on without taking the burden with you. Yes. Move on without taking the burden with you.
0: Yeah. Move so you. Yeah, so uh, you know this comes from the reality of if you're just in such a toxic relationship and it's it's just ongoing. You've done the detached rehash. You've gotten rid of the anger fantasies. um You've talked to God before. That and, and, uh, let me be clear. This this applies to everything but marriage. All right. Marriage, you got to find a way. You got to work it out. You got to meet with a counselor. You got to figure out a path here. But let's just say this is a coworker, or this is a you know a neighbor, and you you've tried everything that you can. I think there's just a point where God's okay with you saying, "I've done everything I can. I love you, um, but I'm going to live my life as if this isn't a problem anymore. I'm just going to move on." Um, and and the biblical basis that I see for that comes from Genesis 31, where you've got Jacob um, and his his I think it's his uncle slash father-in-law. Weird yeah, weird a, dynamics.
1: It is a weird dynamic.
0: And Laban has repeatedly wronged Jacob. I mean, like again and again and again, like tricked him into marrying like the wrong. Time. Yeah. Tricked him into marrying the wrong person, uh, made him work an extra seven years, uh, you know, kept changing the terms of his wages for 10 deal ten, ten different times, um, tricked him into different financial deals. And and Jacob is just trying to be faithful throughout this again and again. And finally. Finally, in Genesis 31, there's a statement from God where it says, I've seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I've seen it all, which to me is so comforting because we so want to be vindicated in a toxic relationship. And we want somebody to say, hey, you're doing the right thing. And this is God saying, Jacob, you've done the right thing. You've been vindicated here. I see it. But then in verse three, he says, go back to the land of your fathers and and your relatives and I'll be with you. In other words, just move on. But don't, don't move on in such a way that you're going to, you're going to throw a fit and you're going to make a storm and you're going to bust everything on the way out, but move on in a way that's incredibly loving to that person. That, hey, you know, it, it's just time for me to move on from this and it, it's not going any better and I've tried to change things and I, I'm just going to move on.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you, you picked Jacob because Jacob wasn't a perfect guy by no, any means. No, no. Uh-uh. He, uh. I forget what his name means is it and isn't like some sort of trickster or something yeah, like that mm-hmm. um before his name is changed to Israel um so I think it's funny because a lot of the times uh you see this in abusive friendships or relationships and i'm I'm not saying like physical but like just toxic I guess it's the better word that matt used um a lot of the times. I'm trying to think of how to word this, but sometimes people justify the bad situation they're in because of the sin that they've caused. So for example, Jacob was not a perfect person. He, he did kind of, uh, trick his uncle in certain points and, and do certain things. I know there's some people like, man, I've really messed up. I've treated this person wrong. So I should just, you know, I, I deserve to be treated like this. They justify what, the wrong that they've done to how they've been, been treated, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, and it's almost this idea of, hey, I, I wronged you. You know, God has forgiven me. I've, I did my best to make amends. If you're going to keep holding me to something that happened two, three, four, five years ago, I'm, like, I, I just don't have time. There's life is too short. Yes. I'm going to move on to people that are actually going to let me love them.
1: Yes. We, we need to be able to know that our, it's not about other people necessarily forgiving us. It's not like they're not the one that is, is giving us the grace. God is God's yeah. giving us grace. And so if that person's not going to extend it and you've done everything, you have every right to get out of that rel- relationship. And if you're in that, I, I pray that you do. Um, and, and yeah, you, especially
0: dating relationship, dating right?
1: relationship, yeah. friendships, they, Because really, when we're around those people, those negative people, it can't really bring us down. I know for me, um, when I got to college, I was in a negative um, environment, to say the least. Not to go into any details, but it was just not good for me. Um, And I could see the difference by just leaving the situation. And sometimes it is that. And so I really want to encourage you, if you're in that, um, be praying. uh, Maybe seek a counselor um, Seek a, a wise friend, but man, if yeah, you definitely, can't just yeah,
0: other perspectives.
1: Get out of there. Get other perspectives, because um, they can really take you down. And even like we we started this podcast, it can ruin other relationships and how you see other people.
0: Right, right. And there's a reason this is the last one, right? Because this isn't like oh, somebody broke my trust, I'm done. Yeah, no, this is like we start out where we're gonna we're gonna love other people. We're gonna you know, consider trust as an opportunity to love instead of get burned. We're going to talk to God. We're going to do the detached rehash. I'm not going to have an anger fantasy. And if I've done that repeatedly for a long time, then it might just be time to move on. Um, so we walk away having done all the right things, having given all the love that we can give, and it's just time to move on. So uh, with that being said, I think this is this is a good place for us to wrap up our podcast. We hope that you get some some real good application from this as far as how to manage relationships we want you to actually t- take a look at one of our favorite passages of scripture Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 34 whole things about worry and we'd love for you to have a conversation with somebody else about what does that passage of scripture have to do with human relationships how does the gift where Christ says you don't have to worry how does that influence human relationships Um, And and then another question, if you're in a community group, which we'd love for you to be in one of our community groups, um, in what way and what ways is it freeing to take Jesus at his command to let tomorrow worry about itself? We want you to have worry free relationships and we want you to have relationships that are not built on those repeated cycles, but on wise patterns. So um, love you guys and we look forward to checking in with you soon.